This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with traveling partner Jay White. Kamel King with Visit Mississippi is out today. We're traveling the state, letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great today. We're checking out the upcoming stage play, Her Run to Freedom at Dueling Hall in Jackson with Queen Franklin before heading to the A.J. Holloway Sports Complex in Biloxi for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and Real Men Wear Pink upcoming events with Whitney Ott, and then we're off to Jackson, Vicksburg, and Oxford for the Far East Deep South Mississippi Film Tour with filmmaker Baldwin Chu. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partner, Jay White, to the show. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Hey, you're still standing. Right. (laughs) Right. Still standing, for now, anyway. You're still standing. Um... I want to know what's going on with you this weekend, and then we need to talk about um, some great news for Kamel's daughter. Absolutely. Uh, and I think he's, he's just like, did he forget that he still is on this show? I get to give him all the grief going forward. I talked to him yesterday. He's, he's lost the right to continue to, like, let me go first. Right. Before when you ask everybody how they're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's 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 missed enough now that I I you know I can force him to go first. Well, see, here's what he missed for. His daughter is being inducted to the National Elementary Honor Society. I hope I said that right. Goodness. If not, I just gave her some big props, like like Mississippi, like you national. Just made, you just made that up. Didn't you? <laughs> no, that's an awesome accomplishment. Yeah, she's a smart girl. She's she a is. smart girl. So she takes maybe after her dad. Well, with I was going to say with with him around, she doesn't have much of a choice to, but to be smart. <laughs> you so silly. Stay above water with that with that guy around. I hope he's almost listening. Give but everybody, he's, you're gonna everybody do business all the time, right? <laughs> nah, he's he's awesome. He is awesome. He is awesome, and we are glad to be celebrating that with him. And we're also celebrating the end of our 2022 fall pledge drive for the love of Mississippi. You all gave, and we thank you all for that. Um, congratulations to the staycation winner. They had won a big staycation package on behalf of Next Stop Mississippi that included a stay at a B&B, that included an excursion to Ship Island, that also included the Audubon Reserve excursion. So congratulations to that person. That was awesome. Who's about to go down to the coast and have a grand old time on a staycation. So exciting things today. We have a lineup today for you all. And our first trip of the day takes us to Dueling Hall in Jackson for the upcoming stage play, Her Run to Freedom, happening tomorrow, October 15th, um, with two shows at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. In with us to tell us more about it is the executive producer and spiritualist and who this play is all about, Miss Queen Franklin. Queen, welcome. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you are here. Now, if you all don't know, Miss Queen Franklin is also the second half, the better half. I'm you're right. You're <laughs> Did right. I say that right? You're right. Of the Franklin duo with Brad Kamikaze Franklin. Um, who, hey, baby. Who is the host of Third Coast Radio here on MPB on Saturdays. The kingmaker. From five the to seven. The kingmaker. That's him. <laughs> so she is here with her own deal. We we are here for um, her run to freedom and Queen. Just congratulations on this whole stage play that Thank you got you going so on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Tell me a little bit about what the stage play is about because I know it's about everything that you had going on inside of your essays and your monologues. Talk a little bit about this stage play and, and the synopsis for it. Um, if I could sum it up, it's basically the journey of one woman's. Uh, it's the story of one woman's journey to freedom. Yeah. And this uh, meaning for this spiritually freedom means knowing yourself, understanding yourself, self-actualization, self-knowledge, you know, going through everything that we go through in our lives and finding a place of peace with it. Right. So this production is giving you all the emotional roller coasters that come with the good, the bad, the ugly of our lives Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to actualize that and still love yourself. Right. Right. So that's in a, you know, to sum it up what you're going to get. Right. So did we, did somebody crack open your diary and look at it and say, Queen, you got to put this down. No, God. He did. (laughs) That's the best answer. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, I, I've been writing forever. Yeah. And I remembered recently that I actually wrote scripts as a kid. Yeah. And that's when the journey to get to writing something substantial started. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I loved it and I wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a book and it still might be. But this feels better because I think people need to see that while you think you're going through your struggles and your challenges in life all by yourself, right? actually other people are having the same challenges. So where you're feeling like this is about church hurt, mm-hmm. domestic violence, relationships, you know, infidelity, friendships, parenting, mm-hmm. everything that you could think of is covered in this production. And it's not all pretty. It's not glamorous. Yeah. You know, and it is definitely adult content. Uh, I, you probably know that I'm not really the kind of person to sugarcoat. Or shy away. Or shy away at all. <laughs> so that's what the, you'll get this in this production. Right. <laughs> Queen, I love you. I don't have time. I know. <laughs> I love you, Queen. I've known you for years, and you've always been the same Queen that I knew from years ago. Yeah, so for sure. I just love all of that. Talk about a little bit about the self-awareness piece of it. When did you, one, want to be vulnerable enough to open up your monologues and your essays, and two, become self-aware enough that you were able to do just that, basically? Well, my... What I do for a living as a spiritualist is I provide counsel to individuals to help them get through their trauma and to get through to figuring out what their spiritual belief system is. Uh What I learned is that a lot of people adapt their belief system from whatever was taught to them. And actually, that doesn't necessarily have to agree with what you believe. Right. So I 
knowing that that work has been put training me mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. and start, you know, I share my story with people, my clients, and I don't have any shame about it because I'm proud of who I am. So telling the story is nothing like I'm not the person that I was when I went through these right. things. And I'm not the person I was when I was getting beat on and didn't find the strength or have the love for myself to Mm -hmm. say, no, sir, you're not supposed to be beating on me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I actually thought that's what love looked like. Right. Um, I lost my dad at 13. I've been searching for some way to deal with that grief Mm -hmm. since then. Right. So a lot of this putting this production together, while absolutely for the healing of others, also was necessary for me to move on to what's next in my life. I, it's kind of like putting it to bed. Right. I've dealt with these things. So here, y'all, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So my love for self and love for healing and love for others, there was no other way. I had no choice. This was the assignment. Right. Her run to freedom, self-therapy on stage. On stage. I love that. Yeah. I really In do. real time. In real time. Mm-hmm. And you don't shy away. Mm-mm. You don't shy away from anything. You were talking about your past. You don't shy away from that. Um, I haven't always made the best decisions, but who has? Yeah. People need to know that you don't have to be perfect to be good. Right. You know? So the, the, the peace in knowing that you've learned better and you've applied better to your mm-hmm. life is enough to share. Once God brings us through something, it then becomes a duty and a responsibility to help people to not have to go through that. Okay. You know, so yeah. this wasn't the assignment. I didn't have a choice mm-hmm. unless I wanted to go through some devilment. Right. I don't choose devilment, <laughs> honey. I love it. Queen. I choose light. I love it. I you know, so it. I had to do what I was assigned to do. Right, right, right. Talk a little bit about the actresses who helped bring all of this to life. Who all do you have on the team? You don't have to tell me everybody name for name, but talk about their impact and, and you seeing it come to life through them. Oh, yeah. Um, so let me just say the director, Jay Structure Jenkins. Yeah. Jay Structure is really good at pulling. He's really good at pulling the cast, pulling the emotion and the acting out of the cast. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what this was going to look like. I had a body of work. I presented it to him and he said, because it was going to be monologues, kind of p- patterned after the vagina monologues. Right. I felt like the vagina monologues was powerful. However, it lacked the black voice. Mm -hmm. So that's always been in my spirit to do. So I had this work and I gave it to him and he came back to me with this idea of this whole production. Right. And so seeing it, the, the women are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The way that they get it, they get the stories. A lot of them have, Similar stories, Mm -hmm. they some of them had to be pushed to tap in to their own pain. Mm -hmm. But there is healing all around. Right. And we got women from we get all over Jackson. And then we have one from Fayette. Um, So people have traveled to come to rehearsals. They've dived in. They believe in this. They believe in the healing work. They know that it's a blessing and they are all in. It's been magnificent, absolutely magnificent. And a little tea for you. (laughs) I have cried at every rehearsal. I was about to ask that. I I don't know how you knew. (laughs) Sometimes I have 
little tears. Sometimes I have big tears. Right. But there are pieces in there that I know because I can't sit through that I still have to work through. Right. You know, I can't. It's just like, whew. so, and they have emotional moments too. It's, 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 it's absolutely a blessing it's to good. even be in the room. I don't think there's going to be a dry eye in the house. I was about to say, I hope not. I hope people don't take that crazy, <laughs> crazy, but I really do want ultimately for people to walk away from this feeling liberated and mm-hmm. empowered, mm-hmm. liberated in that they don't have to be enslaved by pain, mm-hmm. liberated in that you can turn your pain to power. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability to do that. Right. Some of us just don't ever choose right. to. Right. Right. So it is my hope that people walk away from it having been entertained and having having had the opportunity to face themselves and be able to just be better. Yeah. Yeah. This is self-therapy for everybody, queen, everybody involved in the production and everything. I think yeah. this is just going to be a great piece. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Dueling Hall and the, the the relationship that you have with them now that they're putting on this play and then the shows that you've got coming up. Talk a little bit about that. Dueling, you know, we used to live in Fondren, so we have a special connection to the businesses in Fondren. So uh, Dueling has been delightful to work with. They've, they've been very good to us. And this is the first time I've done anything to this magnitude or spent this much money. So it's really been <laughs> it's really been a blessing to to be able to work with the ladies over at Doolin. And we're thankful that they were available and, and able to work with us and, right. and manage with us. Right. After this, we are planning to tour. We're lining up places to go first all over Mississippi, of course. Um, but also we want to get outside the state yeah. and tour it. And we'll also be doing a screening sometime later this year. Um, so we're working on that as well. Right. You you stay working on everything. I do. I got to work. You've got you've got plays that you're doing. You've got taps that you've always done. I've always enjoyed that organization that you've got with those well, ladies. I have, when we talked about levels, God made me release taps to do this. Right. So the girls are handling taps. The, the women my sisters yeah. are handling taps and I've, you know, kind of let them do that so that I can work on what's next for me. And I wasn't able to actually move into what was next until I did that. Mm-hmm. So they do have a showcase coming up on November the 4th. So we're thrilled and, you know, about that. But yeah, I right. do guided meditation, energy cleansings. Um, I have a, sto- a shop called Queen Franklin's Closet Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So taps, if nobody knows, that's thick and pretty sisters. Thick and proud. Thick and proud. Sisters. They pretty too. They are pretty. Thick, proud, and pretty sisters. But yes. <laughs> thick and proud sisters. Um, and it's an organization just promoting all of that and, and the self, self-awareness behind that as well. So I love that. And then talk a little bit about According to Cause and Queen. Yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm in. a fan. I'm one of y'all oh, number great. one. If you great. look on Instagram, there's a like on there and it says my name. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, uh, we had wanted to do a a podcast for some time, but our schedules just didn't match up. And finally, we were just like, okay, look, we are going to treat this podcast like we do our other business ventures. Mm -hmm. And so we had to put it on our calendar and we've been able so far, thank mm-hmm. God, to stay committed to it. Right. Um, he, uh, Mr. Mr. Franklin often 
laughs about the fact that I haven't walked out yet. <laughs> you probably saw a podcast where he talked about, I'm surprised she's still doing it. Ain't nothing for her to get up and walk out. <laughs> but y'all are so real on the podcast and I love it. So. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure. It's it's really fun yeah. to work with him in this capacity. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Her run to freedom, a stage production that's gonna be happening at Dueling Hall in Jackson. Queen, quick question. If they wanted to get more information about this, where could they go? You can go to our Facebook page or Instagram page. It's her run for freedom dash a stage production. Everything is there. Anything you need to know. Tickets are available online at Ticketmaster. Um, you can go to Dueling and get tickets. I have tickets. But you want to hurry up. It is tomorrow. I don't know how long <laughs> these tickets are going to last. She's met, Make sure you get out there to see this play. Again, that's going to be two shows. There's a matinee and an evening show, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. at Dueling Hall. Her Run to Freedom, a stage production, the story of a black woman in the South and her journey to self-awareness, embracing the full spectrum of emotions, grief, healing, ancestral homage, cultural abuse, self-love, and parenthood. And I just thank you so so much queen for coming on and sharing that with us and sharing the words that you share all the time thank you i just love being connected with you it's good stuff stuff. (laughs) on the line with us now to discuss making strides against breast cancer on the mississippi gulf coast happening on october 15th in biloxi is representative whitney ott whitney welcome to next stop mississippi Good morning. Thank you for having me on this morning. Thank you for coming on for such an important cause, too. And I just love the fact that you've got so much going on down there when it comes down to breast cancer. And of course, with October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, what a better way to to make sure you commemorate and bring awareness to it with this Making Strides um, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast event. Yes, thank you. We um, are Making Strides event is one of our biggest events on the Gulf Coast, and it's going to be in Biloxi this year. And we have, you know, we are just so excited to welcome our survivors to the walk. And usually our survivors have their caregivers and their family and their friends and their cheerleaders. So it's just one of those moments where if you just take a step back and look at everything that's happening, it's really will make a huge impact on you because you see so much love and care um, and people fighting the fight and they have a whole team of people behind them. Right, right. Tell me about where, one, your passion comes from for um, breast cancer awareness and then, two, how long you've been with the organization. So I am fairly new to American Cancer Society. This, I think, is going on my fourth month. Um so it is. It has definitely been learning walking um, into the pink space so quickly. But you know, everybody has a cancer story. Everyone knows somebody who's been diagnosed with breast cancer, and you, know, I ha- have family members and friends who I've seen, you know, get the diagnosis, and they, you know, I. It might be a young friend who has you know two kids and. When I you know, think about my mm-hmm. kids, I think, what can I do to fight for my kids and for everyone else's kids, for my sisters, for my mothers? And, you know, cancer does not discriminate. It's old, it's young, it's black, it's white. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, everybody, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone needs to get screened. 
talk to their doctor. If you're a male, you're not, um, you could still, men still get breast cancer and we need to make, bring awareness to make sure that everyone gets screened and, uh, does everything they can. You know, the earlier you, early prevention, the earlier you catch it, the sooner you can get treatment started. Right, right, right. I love that. I love that. And then you talked about men also being aware too. Talk a little bit about the Real Men Wear Pink events that kind of surround the walk. Yes. So we have um, about 24 ambassadors on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and it's 24 community leaders and they are wearing pink every day in October. Sometimes they have on all pink, pink shirt, pink pants, and sometimes it's just a bracelet, but they every day are talking about breast cancer and raising money for breast cancer. We just went last night with a group of them and they all went to Canvas and Cocktail in Gulfport and they painted a pink ribbon Mm -hmm. That we will auction off at um, a local art gallery next week. So they, we've had um, you know a ten course dinner served by one of our real men and a, one of his chef friends. We have barbecue dinners. We mm-hmm. have um, it has really been fun, and it's really been fun to watch. You know, to see a group of men in pink shirts painting <laughs> pink ribbons was just like a, an amazing moment last night. I thought uh, this is this is just so exciting, and they all had a great time. Um, and the owner of Canvas and Cocktail said, "Let's make this an annual event." And I was just so excited to hear that she loved it as well. Right. Real men who wear pink and they they make your heart full when you see them in pink, too, when they're out yes, there with everybody. I know it makes it heart full. <laughs> and, you know, um, Patrick Ellis, he's from Jackson. He's the yeah. chairman for the Real Men Wear Pink in Central Mississippi. He said on one of our national calls that breast cancer is a sorority that nobody wants to be in. But Real Men Wear Pink is a fraternity that everyone should be in. And I just thought that was so impactful because, you, you know, it, it is. It's a fraternity. These are guys from all different places on the Gulf Coast, and they all have different jobs. And a few of them knew each other, but most of them had never known each other. And they've created a bond and a friendship over breast cancer. And it, it's really cool to watch. Um, right. Right, right. Now, Whitney, tell me a little bit about your position with the American Cancer Society. So I'm the senior development manager on the Gulf Coast. So I oversee Real Men Wear Pink, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer, and Shut Cancer, which is kind of a cocktail party that we have in the spring. It'll be in April this year. So Real Men Wear Pink and Strides focuses on breast cancer awareness and prevention and um, research and how we can help breast cancer patients. And Shut Cancer focuses on transportation grants. So all of the money that I raise in during Shut Cancer will be the money will go to transportation grants and all of that stays in Mississippi. So right. I'm really excited to get that started as soon as my pink walk is over. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, talk about, again, I will go back to it, the fundraising aspect of it. Um, I see that you all have a goal of 150000 and you're trying yep. to make it there. Right now, they're at 65833 So So um, talk about the importance of raising that money again. 
You know, the importance of raising money, it goes to research. We have funded a $792,000 grant to a researcher at the University of Mississippi. He received that last year. So, you know, he's working on metastatic breast cancer here in Mississippi. We have, um, you know, we still have transportation grants that we, you know, the breast cancer patients can receive gas cards, um, You know, there's Hope Lodge in Jackson, Mississippi, where if you're receiving treatment in Jackson and you can't drive to and from Jackson, you can stay there for free and not have to pay for hotels. You and a caregiver can stay there. Um, You know, a lot of the hospitals, we work with the hospitals to to bring knowledge to the cancer patients. And, you know, the money goes for research, patient resources. We have an 800 number that people can call. And if they have any questions, caregivers can call. And we have a really cool program called Reach to Recovery. And it's kind of like a mentorship program where you can sign up and, you know, you say your age, if you have any kids, what the type of breast cancer is that your diagnosis and they match you up with a mentor. So it's somebody close to your age who's been through what you've been through, and you can call them, and they you they are kind of your mentor, your sounding board. When you know, if I have a friend who's had breast cancer, I don't I don't know the walk that she's walking, but somebody else does know the walk that. That she's walking. Right. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Talk a little bit about now. I know how this event, of course, nationally impacts everybody. But talk a little bit about the community aspect of it and bringing everybody together on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So it's so cool when you walk into businesses and you see, you know, pink everywhere, pink ribbons where everyone has has donated and um, tomorrow everybody's going to come out and they're going to be in their their flashiest pink that they have and it's, they make friends with people that they typically wouldn't make friends with and mm-hmm. it's all for just you know this amazing this amazing cause right right good stuff love all of that talk a little bit about the the importance of your sponsors and also the aj holloway sports complex in biloxi um for helping to host some of this um how important are they to an event like this you know our sponsors are so important we could not do it without them ingles is our flagship sponsor and they have been amazing throughout this and you know they've committed twenty thousand dollars to us this year um and you know we couldn't we couldn't come out here and do everything without our sponsors and you know we couldn't reach our goal without the sponsors so they've everybody is so instrumental in it and aj holloway if you've never been to the sports flex symbol it's beautiful beautiful here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and tomorrow it's going to be a great day. Um, we have a, a fun walk that we, that we have planned a good route and we're just excited to um, turn the the parking lot. It's going to be in the parking lot of AJ Holloway Sports Flex. Right. We're just excited to turn it pink. Yes. Pink, pink, pink everywhere. I love pink, that. Yes. I love that. Yes. Love it. Making strides of the Mississippi Gulf Coast that's going to be happening at the A.J. Holloway Sports Complex tomorrow, October 15th. Get there. 
7.30. I think y'all are taking off then. Would they have to get there a little bit earlier, Whitney, if they haven't we're, registered? We're taking, we're taking off at 9. Okay. So registration starts at 7.30, and I think the roads are going to close around us about 8.30, 8.45. So if everyone could get here by 8.30, that would be best. That way you don't have to... Um, park too far away. Right, right. And Whitney, let my listeners know a little bit about where they can get more information about the making strides of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So you can go to www.makingstrideswalk.org backslash MS Gulf Coast. That'll take you straight to our website. It'll have our address, has my cell phone number on there. Today's super crazy, so feel free to text me. Anyone can text me. It'll be a little bit easier for me to um, respond via text, but I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, If anyone has any specific questions, my number's on the website. Right. Make sure you all reach out again. This was the Making Strides of the Mississippi Gulf Coast and the Real Men Wear Pink events that are going to be happening in Biloxi, Mississippi at the A.J. Holloway Sports Complex. Not the Real Men Wear Pink events, but that that walk is definitely going to be there um, Saturday. Our Real Men will be here tomorrow. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no. Our Real Men will be in attendance tomorrow. Okay. Make sure y'all come out and see that and get your heart filled 10 sizes bigger when you see all the men in pink. But again, Saturday, October 15th at 7.30 a.m. is when the registration starts for the walk. And Whitney, I just thank you so much for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you so much. In with us now, though, is Baldwin Chu, filmmaker and producer of Far East, Deep South, a film exploring the seldom told history of Chinese immigrants living in the American South during the late 1800s to mid 1900s. It's the winner of multiple awards and the Mississippi tour of it runs from October 13th through the 17th in Jackson, Vicksburg and Oxford. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Baldwin. Hey, thanks for having me here. Oh, thank you so much for coming by on this tour stop that you've got going on. I'm excited about what you have going on and congratulations on the film. Thank you so much. It's just such a great, a great film to be able to look back on history and be able to learn what happened and how it all went, but through the eyes of of the actual person who is the who is the leader of the whole film that is tell me about that person now it's it's bald is it not baldwin chu because that's you that's me you're talking about charles chu charles chu yes my father Charles Chu. It's all through the eyes of your father coming from California to Mississippi. So talk a little bit about what made you want to sit down and actually bring this to life. Yeah, I mean, when we first came out here, actually prior to us coming out here, um, we didn't really know anything about our past. Our, I had no grandfather growing up, and I knew that my dad kind of grew up, you know, by himself, raised by his grandmother. Um, we heard rumblings when he was younger, and when we were younger, that um, he— that my great-grandfather was and grandfather were in Mississippi. Right. But he never wanted to talk about it. When we'd ask him questions, he'd stay silent. Right. And it really wasn't until um, my daughter was born that um, I, I noticed my dad holding my daughter. And I was like, hey, I don't think I've ever seen a grandchild-grandfather relationship in our family ever before. Mm. So um, my brother had this bright idea. It's like, hey, you know, we, we heard him talk about Mississippi in the past. Let's try to um, come out there now that your daughter's born and um, my, 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 dad's, uh, my mom and dad's 40th anniversary was coming up. Let's just do a trip. Let's just go out there and see what we can find. Right. right? Um, if anything, maybe we can even find the gravesite 
and just take a picture, and at least we'll have something for my daughter and for the next generation mm-hmm. to know their lineage. Yeah. So when we showed up here, we thought that's all we we're going to do. Maybe get lucky and find the gravesite. Yeah. But um, what happened was we found so much more. We found an entire community. We found communities around that community. Uh, we heard about. We learned about the Chinese community in the Delta, Mississippi Delta, uh, living in the Black community in the same area. Yeah. And we heard from the Black community talking about like what their relationship was. And we're like, why did we never hear about these things growing up? Why was it not in our history books? Mm-hmm. This is significant mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. right? So um, my my wife, I got to give her credit, Larissa Lam. Um, She's the director of the film, and she always reminds me she's the director because she tells me what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she said to me, um, we cannot keep this to ourselves. We can't just make a family home video. Right. Right? We need to show people that we have history in this country. It's significant history and that it applies to all of us and that it will and should bring us all to closer together when we know that we have things in common. Right. Right. I love that idea. I've seen small uh, other films that kind of dealt with it, but nothing of this magnitude, of this length, when it deals with the history of um, Chinese immigrants coming to Mississippi and working here in the in the state. So talk a little bit about, though, where in Mississippi, when you brought your daughter back, what city was that that y'all came back to? That was Cleveland, Mississippi. Okay. So the, the Mississippi Delta Chinese Heritage Museum is in Cleveland. Okay. It's on the Delta State campus. And then right next to that was Pace, Mississippi, which is where we found um, the, the store that my great-grandfather and my grandfather um, operated in Pace. Right. What kind of store was it? I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued. It was a grocery store, but it was not like, I mean, people today, you know, when you go to like L.A. and the major cities, you talk about like a Chinese owned grocery store. Right. right? You're thinking about Chinese products, like like bok choy and stuff like that. that, Right. But it wasn't. This is all American stuff. So you walk into this this Chinese run grocery store and it's like Hostess and Pepsi and Coke, (laughs) um, you know, all the unhealthy stuff Like you have um, customers are talking about um, going and seeing a big vat of red hot dogs right in the in the corner and boiled hot dogs, um, pickled pig feet. Yeah, that's a norm around here. I want you to know that. Yeah. So but that's not what people in the rest of the country think when they think about, you know, an Asian person running a, a grocery store. And I think that that's significant because it shows how American, um, you know, people of my ancestry, Chinese ancestry, really were. And we're kind of living in a time where, I mean, you know, Asian American history has been American history for since the 1500s. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are perpetually foreign, um, our community feels like we're perpetually not belonging. Right. And we really wanted that this film to show that we've been here, we've contributed, and we love it here. Um, there's a reason why we are here, and we, we've done it together. Sure, there's there's dark periods in our country's history. There's mm-hmm. Chinese Exclusion Act. Um, there's there's segregation and Jim Crow, and it affected our community just as much. Right. But I think you know when we learned that we suffered together, it gives us better opportunities to succeed together, mm-hmm. and that's really what we wanted to show. Mm-hmm. That whole common ground. It's very mm-hmm. much a common ground. I want to know how much poking and priding did you have to do to get the story out of mm. your dad? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Because, I mean, um, for those that don't know, like, um, you know, the stereotyped old Chinese 
man. Um, <laughs> stoic, very stoic, stoic. Yeah, doesn't talk. Um, sometimes you have to understand. You're 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 required to know what he means by just a look and a nod, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? Of course, mm-hmm. I don't, right? So to get him, of to course, actually, the son doesn't know. Like, no, what like, are you and, about and he's like, why don't you know? <laughs> we need to talk. So you try to have to interpret his wisdom somehow or another. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet, Pop. Right. Help. Help a little bit. Like telekinesis, just, right? Yeah, you get it. Yeah, just because you get it. But you know what? Here, I'm going back to my wife, Larissa. Right, right. Um, this is what she did. So in our film, all the interviews that we conducted with my father, I was not in the room. Um, she oh. literally kicked me out of my parents' house and said, you go do something else. Right, take our daughter shopping or something. Whatever. Right? Yeah. And she interviewed my father, and she was able to get him to reveal so much. So everything you see in the film with with interviews with my dad, it's because Larissa held the camera. She did the interview. It was one on one. She told me. She said my problem was I asked my dad what happened, and she says <laughs> it was too open of a was, question. Yeah, but she said. <laughs> That's what guys ask, what happened. She's oh, like, okay. She said, what I asked him was, how did you feel when this happened? Right. And he just let it all out. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? You just added a couple more words so to is that? she a therapist in her part time? She might think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Now, let me talk about her now. Larissa Lamb. Yes, That's her name. Mm -hmm. Larissa. um, She is half of your other part of your duo. This is a husband and wife music and filmmaking team based out of Los Angeles. And I I just love the fact that two people who are married can work together. Yeah. And and get a project out and get things out. Well, it helps that we get along. It helps that we... Um, it helps that we have the shared interest, and um, I got to be honest, it, sh- it, it 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 helps that we share um, a higher a higher calling. We feel like you know um, God put this stuff into our lives. You know, we we can't say that you know we can say like man, all this stuff happened, but it wasn't really a coincidence that these things happened to us. Um, it could have happened to any other family that didn't have the understanding of how to to work media or to create films or right. Right. We could have been just anybody that would hold it to themselves, but um, we like to call them God incidences where it's been inspired and, and opportunities that God was able to put into our lives to say like, Hey, I'm going to give you something that's phenomenal that people don't know about mm-hmm. that has potential to change people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. about humanity. And I think that's um, when we, when we looked at our goal is not just a film project just something to do as a filmmaker or yeah. something to do as entertainers or influencers or however you want to call those those media right. types these days. We looked at it as um, we needed to make an impact with this film. We weren't just going to make it just to make it. We're going to make it because we wanted to change something. Yeah. Yeah. Change and teach and everything. Right. I mean, and I, not just talk about it, but like encourage people to actually do something when they learn about this history. Right. What can we actually do? to apply this now known history to have a better understanding of how we got to where we are today so that we can more effectively create a better future for everybody. Right, right. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Now, she also uh, was writer and director of the film as Mm -hmm. well. And congratulations on all of these awards. I mean, literally, (laughs) congratulations. How taken aback were you when you just started seeing them pour in? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously we feel good about it. Um, actually, our first award was here in Mississippi. 
Uh, we started the first film. It was called Finding Cleveland, which um, yeah, which was just a short, you know, fourteen minute documentary. It was just about our first day in Cleveland, Mississippi. Right. And um, we showed that at the Oxford Film Festival um, back in 2016. And we won there. The Oxford Film Festival. Yeah, in fact, uh, we played it here at MPB. And, uh, and, then, um, and then that just promoted like, – it did so well that we toured the country and people were, like, coming out of, the, out of the woodwork saying, like, hey, we know your grandfather. We know about the history there. And people all over the country were like, we're from Mississippi. Did you go here? Did you know this? And it just led to much more research. And a lot of people were showing us or telling us that – um, they wanted to learn more about this history that they've never heard before. Right. So we continued another five years of journey to make all those, um, you know, discoveries. We came back here to Mississippi multiple times to meet with multiple people, and um, and then we went back to Oxford Film Festival in 2020 when um, we got shut down. So yeah. It was like the shutdown. Yeah. Was, after that, it was like the awards just started pouring in. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these were virtual, right? Yeah. And so, um, but you know, the awards told us that um, that there was interest and that we had something hopefully of good quality that people can relate to. Right. And we we didn't do it for the awards, but the awards allowed us opportunities for this, the film to be seen more. Yeah. And when the film is seen more, you know, getting on the PBS and signing with educational right. distribution. And, right. Working, you know, it allows us to now go into schools because we feel like education is important. Um, you know, it's the most, it's the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, for us in order to change the way our country runs, the way we change the hearts and minds of our young generation, and how they're going to lead the country in the future. And uh, we, I mean, the awards just kind of like show like, hey, maybe this school or these classes should pay a little bit more attention to this because it's got something important to say. Right. Talk about the platform that you've been given, especially when it comes down to PBS and MPB. Do you have a relationship with public broadcasting when it comes down to that and how y'all reached out in, in, in getting on there? Well, we definitely do now. And <laughs> <laughs> you are family. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do now, and it's been it's been a great relationship because um, you know in filmmaking um, the traditional route is to go theatrical and then maybe go rental, you know, and yeah. and go streaming. Yeah. You know, you go Netflix, you do that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. education is like last, right? And we really felt like um, we had an opportunity to change that and put education first. So we didn't go to like Netflix, you know, yeah. first, right? right? We went to PBS first and we're like, "Hey, we want to give you first dibs. We want to sign with educational distribution through um, New Day Films, which targets universities and K through 12 primarily." Um, and we wanted to say education first, not last, because um, we really felt like the impact has to start at the younger level. Right. Right. Talk a little bit about your team. I mean, there was a team that came together. You've got your editor, um, Dwight Bueller. Mm-hmm. You've got the um, composer, Nathan Wang. Nathan Wong, yes. Talk, talk a little bit about your whole team and what it took for them to come together and how, how important they are to you and to this film. Yeah, it was incredible. So Dwight Bueller, he is um, he's third generation German-American. And it was funny because um, he started working on, on Finding Cleveland, which is the short film first. And he just loved the story, and he was recommended to us from some other people that were working in the industry. And um, as we said, hey, you know, we want to turn this into a full feature film. He was like, I want to be on it. Please don't don't get anyone else because I love the story so much. <laughs> right. And one of the things he said to me um, during this filmmaking process was um, when we learned how deep our generations went back in the United States, he was like, you guys are like 
way more American than me. And this is like a white dude that's German. He's German ancestry. And our, we, we start off our film with a, a classic question that, that our community, the Asian community, gets all the time is, so where are you from? No, no, no. Where are you really from? Mm-hmm. Right? And he was like, mm-hmm. no one has ever asked me that, yet you are more American than them. Like Mississippi wouldn't be a good answer for other most people. If you say, like, oh, yeah, my ancestors came from Mississippi. Yeah, then right? they'd be like, well. Like, no, no, yeah. no. You got to go farther, right? <laughs> right? Whereas for him, he's like, yeah, I came from OC, the Orange County. Right. People are like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad. That's right. Right. So it was great to get his um, view as an editor because he came from an outside lens and he was – Coming into our lens, trying to understand it, when he got, he worked really well with Larissa, right? Um, Nathan Wong, man, he is incredible. I mean, if he charged us, you know, his regular amount, because he's done, he does major movies um, with John Cena. He he does like so. Most, you got the under the table rate. We got well, yes, <laughs> yes, the way like not, underground rate. Like we went so under that we had to dig. And, I got two popsicle sticks and a stick of gum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. maybe two sticks of gum. But he was like, you know, but I believe in the story. He was like, he's a Chinese-American that was like, this story is my story too, right? right? He's done so much stuff. And, um, and he was like, um, I believe in this project. We really want to do, I really want to do this. So whatever budget you can, you can squeeze out of that, I'm going to put – I'm going to do it. And so he, I love the score. We love the score. And, of course, we're a music background, me and Larissa. So we got to sit in on a lot of the sessions and talk through how we wanted the emotions to come out through music. Right. Good stuff. I want to talk a little bit about the tour. So Jackson. Yes. Um, also in Jackson, Vicksburg. Yes, we're going to Vicksburg uh, on Saturday. Um, the what, What's that date? Saturday the something, 15th? The 15th. Yes, that's tomorrow. Yeah. So, so Jackson today. Yeah, so we did Jackson actually last night at the Museum of Art, which went really well. Right. Um, and then we're going to Vicksburg tomorrow at the Strand Theater. Okay. Then we make our way up Oxford. to Oxford again. So um, we'll be at the um, at Ole Miss at the Barnard um, Observatory. Then we go to Memphis to close things off. I know it's not Mississippi, but it's close. It's close enough. I it's mean, close. it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, away from South Haven. <laughs> <laughs> away from South Haven. This is good stuff. I just enjoy the whole storytelling aspect. I love looking back on history. I love looking through the lens of somebody who's lived it and far east, deep south, discovers the past that you never knew. That's and right. I really do enjoy the fact that you have put this on film. And Baldwin, I just thank you so much for joining us here on um, Next Stop Mississippi. If you thank want you. any more information about Far East Deep South, you can actually go to the website. That's FarEastDeepSouth.com. Yes. And you can find out more information about that. And of course, you can find out hopefully more information about where you can actually go see it in each one yes, of all those the cities. All the details are on our screening page as, as, long, as well as the ones that are coming up after that too. Right, right. Baldwin, thank you again for joining us Thank here you for having me. On next stop mississippi well we've come to the end of another great trip we want to thank you for traveling with us and today's guest queen franklin whitney ott and baldwin chu with far east deep south if you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org click the community tab for mississippi events if you have an event you'd like to share upload it directly to our calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org next stop mississippi is a production of mpb Think Radio. For Kamel King and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood, and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip right here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.